welcome everybody to episode 21 of Fretz's Fave 5. I am Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheLegendaryJF. You can find this podcast exclusively on our Patreon page for only $5 a month. You can get access to shows such as this one. Yeah, you hear it right. This is going to be an Impact Wrestling themed show. Because last night, as of this recording actually, was Slammiversary. You know, Impact Wrestling's latest uh, pay-per-view, which was pretty awesome actually. I haven't gotten to see the entire show uh, yet, but uh, from what i saw we had some nice surprises some fantastic returns great matches you know i'm uh intrigued of this uh, chris bay guy and willie mack who i've seen a little bit of an mlw but this is not going to be a review of slammiversary however this is going to be my fave five slammiversary matches Mind you, there are several Slammiversary events that I have not yet seen. Uh, I don't know where I can access these. I know Impact Wrestling has Impact Plus, but, you know, I subscribe to enough things right now that uh, this would kind of be hard for me to be able to afford and to have the time to watch, (laughs) if I can be frank. But I've seen enough Slammiversary to filter out what will be my top five matches right away here i have an honorable mention because it doesn't take place at a technical slammiversary event in air quotes into a microphone (laughs) but it is from tna's first anniversary show which is funnily enough their 49th pay-per-view if i'm not mistaken It took place on June 18th, 2003, from the Impact Zone, Mike Tanay and Don West. And it is not that much of a match, but it features two of my all-time favorite Cruiserweight wrestlers, being X-Division champion Chris Sabin defending against Paul London, who was uh, months away from signing with the WWE, I guess he was here in Impact to, uh, you know, kind of polish off. He had just won the ECWA Super 8 Cup. I believe it was around this time, or it might might have been after. I'm not, I'm not too sure. There is a bit of a backstory here. Well, Paul London won a, I think it was like a gauntlet match, or a number one contenders for a corner match. And for some reason, CM Punk was here. We had CM Punk and Alexis Lurie with Julio De Niro. Of course, they were part of the gathering, which was trying to be a quasi-flock, if you will. Uh, CM Punk and Raven uh, IRL, I believe, had some kind of mentoring relationship. Punk, Punk was very new into the business at this point in time. You know, he was trying to impress Raven, trying to... Join the flock. And how does he impress Raven? Well, in the midst of this very good X Division title match, we see CM Punk come out to ringside and just 
sat in the ring and laid on the corner, you know, like Raven does. And eventually, probably from a referee distraction, I have this on VHS somewhere in my, in my room here. Uh, I, I can go back and watch it, but, you know, CM Punk got up and hit the Raven Effect DDT on Paul London, allowing Chris Saban to hit the uh, Cradle Shock for the win. Now, I was a little bit devastated because uh, I've been a big fan of Paul London since the start. Sadly, I haven't seen him in much of anything since he was the Rabbit Tribe in Lucha Underground, and even then, I didn't get to watch watch a lot of it. But my number five pick here... How this theme doesn't take you back... Let me remind you. Of course, this is the very early on entrance theme of 1AJ Styles. Man, this thing takes me back to, to something. It takes me back to... You know what? It takes me back to being a... Uh, a youth group leader in church because I, I don't know why I think Thursday nights was something we had at the church and then I would go home and watch Impact Wrestling unless it used to be on on Wednesday nights I can't remember but this man this is giving me some is that the term transference flashbacks I can't remember anyways this is a match between AJ Styles and Kurt Angle from Slammiversary 2008. Well, this is the last Slammiversary I think I watched full, well, 2018, but between 20, 2008 and 2018, I didn't watch any Slammiversaries. So I regret to inform you that a lot of those matches aren't going to be on here. I would love to go back and watch a good chunk of TNA, you know, namely the, the EC3 stuff I never really got to experience. Um, because when I saw EC3 on NXT, I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's Derek Bateman. And everyone's like, no, man, EC3, go see it. Anyways, this is not about EC3, he's not going to be on this list. Um, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle in a 23-minute masterpiece. Now, almost straight away, uh, Tomko, who had accompanied Angle to the ring was forced to the back because you know what you're gonna you're gonna interfere you're gonna cause crap so buddy you're out of here just get out of here go away immediately now throughout the match styles attempt attempted i attempt to say attempted to perform his finisher move of course the styles clash excuse me kurt angle Carrying this into his ankle lock. Styles eventually escapes the hold, causing Angle to crash into the referee. Oh, here's a ref bump. Karen Angle, I'm sorry, ran to the ring to hand Kurt a steel chair. However, once Kurt grabbed the chair, Karen refused to release. This allowed AJ Styles to grab Angle hit the Styles Clash, and win 
the match. Karen Angle uh, seemingly turning her back on her husband. Now this was I think this might this couldn't have been AJ's and Kurt's first match because at this point in time Kurt had been in Impact for almost two years. So they ha- they had a match somewhere in here, I'm certain. I am more than likely forgetting about it. Uh, I apologize. Uh, old school TNA, I'd say from about 2002 to 2007. That's my wheelhouse, at least when it comes to, to Impact Wrestling. But whenever you had AJ and Kurt in the ring, either against each other or against somebody else, you knew you were going to have a damn good match. Uh, AJ does appear later on in this uh, in this list, just so you know. And coming up here at number four is from 2005, the technically first Slammiversary match. Now, number four and number three are both from this event, and I had this on DVD way back in the day. Uh, I'm pretty sure when I went to college or when I moved out of college to where I live now, I sold the whole whack of my DVDs, and unfortunately, a lot of my Impact Wrestling ones were, were the victims. I just got rid of them. I, I don't know why. I'm an idiot. But we have here a three-way elimination match for the X Division Championship between champion Christopher Daniels, defending against Chris Sabin, accompanied by Trinity, and Michael Shane, accompanied by Tracy. Now, Michael Shane, or, uh, oh, his his actual name ha- has escaped me. But yeah, M- Michael Shane is a wrestler you might not know of, unless you're a hardcore uh, wrestling fan, especially from the early 2000s. But, uh, but Michael Shane is the, I believe he's a cousin or a nephew. He is a relative of one Shawn Michaels. And Michael Shane, uh, obviously using inspiration from his relative, complete with the hair, the look, the super kick. He looks a little bit like a young Sean, except a young Sean had bright, had that big, bright, blonde, glorious mullet. And Michael Shane, uh, at least in TNA and early Ring of Honor, had a heck of a career. You know, I believe he had since been retired. I haven't heard a lick out of him since he was a member of of Serotonin, which was like a another Raven Flock esque group with with like Kazarian, Michael Shane, and I think like A One or someone from Team Canada was part of that. I I can't really remember, uh, but it was really really messed up, really weird. But yeah, My- Michael Shane, the guy that doesn't get enough credit. You know, he had some great matches in in Ring of Honor's early days against, you know, like Paul London, the Briscoes, Low Key, to name a few. But we had here the X Division. It's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. Hence why we had people like Samoa Joe and Bobby Lashley and Abyss and I think even Moose. As X Division champion, if I'm not mistaken. 
So we had just a hell of a work rate. I was going to say a cruiserweight match because all these guys are kind of in that weight limit, no limit, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel, uh, fantastic. Still going, too. Chris Saban just returned with the Motor City Machine Guns and Alex Shelley at uh, Slammiversary last night. Michael Shane, as I said, uh, probably retired. I'll, I'll have to look into this. So, about the 11-minute mark of the match, Chris Saban eliminated Michael Shane with the Cradle Shock. And now the match is down to Saban and Daniels. This has Match of the Year written all over it. Daniels, you know, he gained a near fall with the best moon salt ever. Uh, Saban gained one with a top rope move that drove Daniels' head right into the mat. However, Angel's Wings, 17 minutes in, and Christopher Daniels retains. Now, absolutely fantastic. Matt Bentley, that's, that's who he is there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look into here to see if he is actually rated the Shawn Michaels or unless this was a storyline. And upon further inspection, Matt Bentley, Michael Shane is the cousin of Shawn Michaels, and he is currently semi-retired. Uh, that's kind of a shame because you know Bentley he's only forty, so yeah he's he's all right. He had a a career in TNA from two thousand three to 2007 his contract expired and he wasn't you know renewed uh bentley actually made an appearance on smackdown in 2008 losing a squash match to vladimir kozlov huh no fooling so he uh also made appearance with global force wrestling and you know that that was about it his last wiki Entry is from five years ago. So yeah, that, that was a great, fantastic X Division match. My number three is, well, you know what? It's the main event of Slammiversary 2005. What about him? What about Raven? In the main event... Of the of Slammiversary 2005, AJ Styles defended the NWA title against Abyss, Monty Brown, Raven, and Sean Walton. Xbox One Two Three Kid Six. Yeah, Walton was a wild card or surprise entrant. In, into this match. Uh, Raven had been in Impact Wrestling for about two years at this point. He had been very disgruntled from his, his WWE run for his less than stellar main event run here. So the King of the Mountain match is kind of an anomaly. 
it's very very weird you know you look like you think it's gonna be some kind of ladder match but here's the thing for those of you who don't know a king of the mountain match is you know we have five competitors that start out as inel ineligible to win the match in order to become eligible a wrestler must score a pinfall or submission win and then the opponent who is who is lost is forced to spend two minutes in a penalty box cage uh, huh a little bit of hockey inspiration here and more than one wrestler can be in the cage at the same time often resulting in wrestlers fighting inside of the cage or forming an alliance and now to win the match the wrestler must retrieve the belt and hang it on a hook suspended above the ring with the aid of ladders call it a a reverse ladder match if you will it's weird and seeing someone win a king of the mountain match is can't kind of anticlimactic it's like yeah you have the belt in your hand now oh wait i gotta do something with it and then take it back down again yay i win okay uh kind of stupid but you know what the king of the mountain match has actually given us some very entertaining ones over the years uh so raven finally getting his due finally getting his time in the sun his his world title other than ECW this was just a crazy no DQ match you had Monty Brown hitting Raven with a pounce uh, Waltman was later pinned with the alpha bomb and amazingly Monty Brown man this guy was could have been something my my goodness he was awesome WWE run, let's not talk about Marcus Corvan, because to me that sounds like the name of a fancy chicken dish or something. I, I don't know. But we have the Black Hole Slam, and we see Abyss getting put through a table with the spiral tap by AJ. And then finally, you know, an X-Factor off the top of the ladder by uh, by by Waltman. Finally, Raven, the eventual winner, gets that championship belt above the ring about 15 minutes in. And I think he got quite a pop. Everyone was clamoring for Raven to have a main event run, to have a championship run, to have something other than, you know, 23 hardcore championship reigns, which is about as prestigious as... 37 24 7 title reigns sorry our truth but yeah the K king of the mountain matches were always really weird but you could do some wacky stuff with the penalty box and the ladders so you would always be guaranteed a high-flying car crash kind of match especially with ones that involved aj styles you know i, I seem to remember him doing like some crazy uh tope dive with the pen off of the penalty box or with the penalty box or was it shooting star press from it i can't remember but i'm i really want to go back and watch some old impact now just just to see some of these wacky things my number two pick 
it was actually a lot harder than I thought. This was harder than I thought it would be. I could have chose between AMW versus Daniels and Styles for the tag team titles, or an X Division Super Show featuring Team Canada's Petey Williams, Shark Boy, Senshi, Jay Lethal, Alex Shelley, and Sanjay Dutt in an X Division rankings match. Now, Team Canada hasn't had much luck at Slammiversaries. Uh, Rhino winning a handicap match against Scott Demore and somebody. Uh, Petey Williams won a match in 2008. And I think they won a dark match against uh, the Naturals one year. But they lost the tag titles one year too and it really bummed me out. But uh, I just had to put this theme in here. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. I couldn't resist. I don't blame you if you unsubscribe. <laughs> I just love Team Canada so much. This X Division match was balls to the wall. Non-stop action. Uh... I keep wanting to say, like, cruiserweight match or flippy shit, but that's what this was. I mean, one thing I loved about the X Division was the whole No Limits thing. Because uh, you had bigger people as champion, you know, as I said before, we had Abyss and Samoa Joe, not your typical... I don't want to say cruiserweight because this just reminds me of the cruiserweight division so much. <sighs> I digress. Starting off here, I, I want to thank 411 Mania in Ronnie's reviews because Wikipedia didn't have shit. So, of course, we had the the typical P.D. Williams Tree of Woe stepping in the crotch O Canada attempt. Uh, but, you know, Shark Boy bites his ass instead. Oh, Robin Lee of the National Anthem that I that I sang for you. So we have Shark Boy is the first one eliminated. I think this is before he became like Stone Cold Shark Boy. So we had a standing shooting star press by Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt, now there's a name in the X Division that never gets any love. Uh, I believe he's from Bombay. And that man just, he could go. And he finally got an X Division title run a couple of years ago at a, it was like a Global Force or TNA show in India. I think they had this partnership with a company called Ringcock King. I, I can't remember. One of my uh, TNA expert friends would know. Nate, uh, can you hit me up, please, brother? Next time we record, we'll have a talk. So, yeah, Sanjay Dutt. An absolute stalwart in the X Division. He was always up there in the rankings. He even had a few shots here and there, but he could he could never win the big one until, well, recently. And eventually we have Jay Lethal hitting the lethal injection on Alex Shelley. He's out. Uh, Jay Lethal eats a Canadian Destroyer. You know he's not getting out of that move unless it's 2020. And then there's about 17 Canadian Destroyers in a row. And you still kick out at two. Seriously, fuck wrestling for 
ruining my favorite finisher of all time. And no, it's not just because it has the word Canadian in it. Well, mostly, but no. It's a pile dri- it's a flipping pile driver. I mean, it's a choreographed move that looks like it has participation from everybody. But it looks so cool. Unfortunately, Senshi hits the Warrior's Way, the Diving Double Stomp, the Coupe de Gras, on to Petey for the win. You're not getting out of that move. Senshi goes on. And then finally, we have Senshi and Sanjay Dutt. And you're thinking like, oh my god, Sanjay Dutt's finally going to get a shot here. No, but then you hit the... There's a, there's a Tree of Woe and the Warrior's Way. Kind of like... The, I think it was kind of the way that uh, Alberto Del Rio used to hit that double stomp move, but Senshi, low-key, whatever you want to call him, made it look a lot more vicious. Now, this was an absolute barn burner. All six guys went all out, went balls to the wall, and they showed everyone what the X Division is, or is supposed to to be my goodness uh my number one favorite slammiversary match however is one that took place a couple of years ago again this was a really hard choice slammiversary 2018 gave us Two consecutive barn burners. Two consecutive bonafide classics. And they really could have spaced this out a little bit because that was uh, something that didn't give us (laughs) very much room to breathe. Uh, This, of course, was from Slammiversary 2018, which took place in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Up in uh, my neck of the woods. Except that I'm more like three and a half hours west of the city. Uh, I had a friend who was at this event. Uh, Shay, uh, screw you for not taking me. But were you there? I can't remember. You were at one in Ottawa. Anyways. (laughs) In 2018, we had... We had LAX, Santana and Ortiz with Conan. Versus the OGs, Homicide and Hernandez with Eddie Kingston. But then we had what is my number one pick? Because it was hard to pick between these two. And that is a mask versus hair match with Pentagon Jr. and Sammy Callahan. Luchasta Apuesta. I am not going to attempt that. I apologize uh, for anyone listening for butchering that. Uh, I'm reading again here. I'm going on 411mania.com. So thank you to uh, Sonka's Impact Slammiversary Review on on the website for helping me out here. But, wow. So immediately, there is trash talking. There is rapid fire offense, just nonstop. Uh, Sammy unzips his vest and dares Pentagon to chop him. So, politely... Pentagon obliges. Then Sammy quickly zips it back up and they have plunder. 
they have they both miss strikes to hit and hit the post. They trade chops again. Uh, Pentagon hits an Enzigiri. Sammy cuts off a suicide dive with a chair shot. That reminded me of Jericho versus Benoit ladder match from Rumble 01. Ouch. Uh, Sammy breaks out some spikes. Pentagon gets them and spikes Sammy with them. With them. Ouch. Uh, Sammy is just gushing. He's busted open. Uh, Pentagon gets Sammy's bat and use it to drive the spike into Sammy's head. And they take spikes, which they both have now, and dig into each other several times. You sick fucks. <laughs> the crowd is eating it up. Uh, Canadians, we're polite. To an extent... We are also bloodthirsty. We are also... Yeah, we have a very surprising bloodlust. <laughs> I don't know why I find this so funny. Uh, OVE try to interfere here. Uh, Sammy tosses powder in Pentagon's face. Uh, takes out the ref. And then we see that spot that Pentagon used to be known for with the arm-breaking spot. But because Pentagon's bl blind... He breaks the arm of the referee. Uh, Pentagon hits the Penta driver on Sammy. No ref. Sammy rakes the eyes, hits the cactus driver onto a chair. New ref comes out. Two. Sammy sets up the chairs. Uh, climbing on the chairs. They climb on the chairs. I think like they had kind of like a makeshift spot here for them to both stand on. Uh, Pentagon hits Fear Factor. That gets a two. Pentagon hits several super kicks. Sammy spits in his face. Another super kick. Arm breaker. Fear Factor. That's it. And Sammy loses the match and loses his hair. Now, before Slammiversary 2020, this was the last... I think it was the last Impact pay-per-view I watched... I might have watched Bound for Glory in 2018. I can't remember, but it was because I had the GFW app on my Xbox One. And with that, you could go back and watch uh, Impact Wrestling the week after. And it came in handy for a while until Impact started airing on Twitch. And now that it's on a network that I don't know what it is, I don't get it, actually. I just go watch it online like, you know, like everyone else does. So, yeah, I hope you liked this Impact version of Fretz's Fave 5 because, well, quite frankly, there's going to be more. You know, next week I'm going to have another uh, TNA Impact-themed show. I might do some more here from, from here on out. I'm going to start branching out. Maybe I'll get a Ring of Honor Fretz's Fave 5. Maybe I'll get a New Japan Fave 5. I might have to ask for a little bit of advice from uh, good brother Zach here for for that, you know, because I am quite new with with New Japan in the past couple of years, catching the odd show here and there. There was way too much wrestling to watch, and I'm going to need to clone myself if I want to watch it, especially with a 50-hour-a-week job. 
at least this time of year, tourist season, folks. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, let me know what some of your favorite Impact matches, wrestlers, uh, Slammiversary matches. Let me know what you thought about Slammiversary. Uh, hit me up in the comment section here. Always tweet me, send me a send me a DM. If you have me on Facebook, send me one of those. So that is it, El Finito. Thank you very much again for listening. God bless you. I love you. A good night.